Coming live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Jason Sarkon, podcast guesting strategist, author, voiceover talent, and experienced podcaster. In fact, he is the host of a famous podcast called Evolution of Brand. Welcome to the show, Jason. AJ, thank you so much for having me, my friend. I love your show, and it's great to be here to talk with you and everybody else that's listening. It's going to be a great time. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be talking about how uh, can brands tell their best stories in the best manner in next year, which is just a few days from now. And yeah, what better than podcast guesting for brands or even individual coaches uh, and uh, in individual uh, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and whatever they are. But that's that's the best medium for anybody. So uh, yeah. firstly, Jason, uh, before I come to talking about podcast, podcast guesting, how, you know, it can be the greatest digital uh, networking platform. First, tell us about, you know, you do it day in and day out about evolution of brand. What exactly is evolution of brand? What do you talk uh, talk there? Who exactly are your guests? And what do you focus on? And right now you are focusing much more on coaches and all. But this is just my guess. I want to hear it from you so that straightway the audience gets the cream of what you are all about. It's about evolution of brands. Please tell us about it. Absolutely. Yeah, evolution of brand really was and is the amalgam of all of my podcast experience. I put, I've been in the podcast space for about eight years now, coming up on eight years in January. And I've loved every minute of it. And done a number of different shows on my own and helped others launch shows, helped other be, others become guests on shows. I've really had a lot of work in the space. And when I sat down in the initial planning process of evolution of brand, I knew that I wanted to encapsulate all of this experience that I had gained, but I really wanted the show to be something that I could completely proud of and something that I I knew I was going to hang my hat on as my podcast. This is my show. I'm going to run this show as long as I possibly can. And I really want to have a good focus on helping entrepreneurs and professionals come on the show and tell their story. But anyone in that space that's listening, learn from these tremendous professionals that have blazed the trail and, and laid out some great plans and blueprints for all of us to learn from. When someone tunes in, I want them to be able to learn. I want them to feel inspired. I want them to know that if they're struggling right now, they're not alone. We've got all of that covered and then some on Evolution of Brand. And over the past year and change, I launched it in October of 2021. I've upped it to two fresh episodes a week. It's been two episodes a week since its inception. But initially, I was doing one interview and then... I would do a recap episode, just throwing in some additional thoughts of my own and talking about the show. And then I would preview next week's episode. But demand got to be so high that for people that wanted to be on the show and listeners saying they wanted more content, it made complete sense to go to two episodes a week. And sometimes I'll even throw three episodes a week out there just to give the EOB mafia, which I have deemed my audience, exactly what they want. And again, Knowing that I wanted this show to be something that I could look at when when I'm at, at the end, I want to be able to look back on things that I did and say, wow, that was something impactful. And that's going to continue to inspire people for generations to come long after I have floated off this little blue marble that we live on. That was really what was the inspiration for me to make something that I continue to evolve every week with the content to speak to the, the title of the show, but really it's just been one of those uh, passion projects. It's also got a strong business element as well, because I've been able to make powerful connections, meet some phenomenal people. I've worked with several of them, plan to do the same as we move forward with new episodes. And I encourage anybody that's listening to jump over, listen to a few episodes. Let me know what you think. You can drop a review or 
just reach out to me personally. I'd love to get feedback on the show to make sure I can uh, make sure that I'm keeping it on the right path for everybody that's listening. And if I hear an improvement that makes sense, I'm always happy to inject that into my strategies. Right, right. And and earlier you were focusing more on leaders and professionals. And now currently you are helping coaches and consultants build their leadership as podcast guests. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason, through this question and through evolution of brand, I wanted to focus on this part itself, that how podcast guesting is the best way to tell your brand story in 2023. Uh, why do you think uh, podcasts has est help establish authority in the space of professionals or leaders, whichever sector they are in? What? Why do they believe that way? Why do you think that is the case at the moment? Because you do it day in and day out and you see it from very close the amount of value they are getting from uh, podcast guesting mm -hmm. as well as you in terms of you know able to focus help them focus on achieving leadership in their space how do both the things meet what is it that works when you are talking about podcast and podcast guesting there are a number of factors that we can talk about. I'll, I'll try to simplify it to the most important elements. With podcasting, when I look at compelling podcast content, I feel that the best podcasts are always rooted in storytelling. And if you are able to either create a podcast of your own where great stories are told, or you lend your expertise to podcasts as a guest, if you're telling a good story that can relate to the listener and make them fall in love with you so they follow your call to action, they come check out what you're doing, that's what it's all about. And the brands that are excelling these days are the ones that are killing it in regards to storytelling. The podcast platform gives you the best stage for telling your story and the reason I feel so strongly about that is because most platforms these days are built around short form content, your TikToks, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels. We are consuming so much content at such a rapid pace these days that it's not always easy to find a brand that you can latch onto because we're just we're scrolling through all of these different feeds. But with a podcast, if someone commits to listening to a podcast, as long as the, the content is compelling, because it is easy to bail out if you show up for a podcast and you say, oh, this looks good. I want to listen to this. But then you get a few minutes in and it's nowhere near what it was billed as. You may walk away and go find another podcast. But for the most part, if the podcast is delivering on its advertising, this is exactly what you showed up for and we're going to deliver. You now have somebody's attention for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes, for 45 minutes, maybe even longer. And there aren't a lot of platforms that allow that type of time for someone to fall in love with you these days. For me, having this opportunity to connect with podcasters across the globe and have these powerful conversations, tell my story, give people an, a, a real understanding of how podcast guesting can impact their brand and take their brand from unknown to undeniable, as my tagline goes. I couldn't think of anything more fun and anything more powerful because, AJ, as you and I talked about before we started recording today, we're just two friends getting together for a conversation. Right. And when you remove that veil of this is some type of stressful interview and I have to make a performance, <laughs> it makes this whole experience so much better. And in all of that, because you're relaxed, because you're confident, because you're telling your story, because you're geeking out about what you're passionate about, you can accomplish so much. And that to me is what can help take your brand to the next level and truly establish your thought leadership in your niche. Right, right. And you talk, you know, when, when we talk about taking to the next level, it is just not in terms of brand perception, but even in terms of, you know, actual numbers. And you say that through podcast guesting, you can attract clients, increase profits, 
and take your brand if it is unknown from unknown to undeniable. Mm-hmm. Help us understand, you know, through these words that you have shared uh, with me in, in terms of what your podcast is all about, what podcast guesting is all about, so that people who are, you know, uh, on the fence and thinking about, you know, whether all traditional methods are, are much more reliable or podcast guesting can be much more reliable, they can actually understand the value that podcast guesting can bring to brands and individuals, professional coaches, and so many people who are trying to build uh, some sort of authenticity around what they are doing. With podcast guesting, as I said before, there are so many different aspects that you can focus on. For one, that thought leadership element is huge. A, a, A really big element is SEO. The more interviews that you make or the more podcasts that you make guest appearances on when you lend your expertise and that information gets shared google indexes these podcasts because the links are coming from highly reputable sites and your link that you provide is going to point it should point back to your website i will say that now and and as a call to action for all podcast guests out there it should always be to your website because when that link gets posted the more it gets posted, you're getting all these backlinks. So it increases your organic search visibility. And in my opinion, what, what I love about this, and I, this is one of the bigger elements that I focus on is the fact that when you have all these interviews out there working for you, if you put them in a central location, say a website or a page on your website, it's a great way for people to go and maybe check out an interview or two, but even if they don't listen to all of those interviews and all of those shows that you appeared on, there's this now this list of shows that they can say, holy crap, this person is in demand. And when you're in demand, it makes people look at you a little bit differently. And it shows that you are a resource they can trust because clearly you know what you're talking about because you're making all of these guest appearances and you're talking about what you're passionate about. You're providing this solution over and over and over again. So somebody that is looking to find transformation in their life, no matter what your product or service is, if you're giving them the answer over and over and over on a consistent basis, it allows them to fall in love with you and your brand and ultimately take that next step towards becoming a client, towards becoming a paying customer. And that's really what it's all about. There's a strategy involved. And that's where I feel some people miss the mark thinking we'll just go on a few podcasts here and there, and that's going to be the, that's going to be what solves the puzzle. And then when that doesn't work, then, oh, this doesn't work for me. I'm going to go to something that I'm used to. And they may fall back on social media or whatever the case may be. But what I put pride in with what I do, I don't just get people booked on podcasts. I have a very comprehensive training program to make sure that anybody I'm working with understands all of these elements that I'm talking about now, these elements plus many more. If you focus on these items and you put them in play with each and every guest appearance you make, you're going to set yourself up for tremendous success when the interview goes live, but you may also create opportunities to sell your product or sell your service before that interview even goes live because you're treating it as a relationship building experience Versus this one-time transaction. And if you show up with that mind or that attitude and that mindset, you put yourself in a way better position to win because that host may need exactly what you need. They may have five people in their circle who need exactly what you're offering, but you have to show up and help them create compelling content so they can grow their podcast. And this is why we all have to work together. Collaboration is huge. And if we're, if we're thinking collaboratively, we're all going to win. And there's so much that can be accomplished when you do that. Right. Right, Jason. When, when you say uh, that, you know, you offer comprehensive training and support and guidance to people who are doing podcast guesting, and especially, you know, people who don't know much, do not have much experience about appearing on podcasts, what, how exactly in simple terms, would you tell that? Does it mean that simply getting an invite for being a podcast guest is not enough, but actually to make full use of a podcast guest uh, opportunity is where the strength lies for an, any, any individual, any brand, 
any mm. any coach or anybody whoever it is does yeah. he do you mean that exactly and what yeah. is it that separates from a person who is just going on jumping on to a podcast and somebody who has been fully trained for you from trained from someone like you an experienced host and that's an excellent question aj and i like for me it's it's all about maximizing roi you can go on any random podcast that you want but if it doesn't align with your objectives your message is going to fall on deaf ears and more than likely not lead to anything so all you're really getting is practice but if you're going to get practice you should get it by talking to an audience that makes sense for you so what I've seen happen, and I, I know this just from working with people that have come to my show through agencies. I've worked with people that, that I've found on my own, and I can tell if they've done any type of training. And there, there are a number of things that I look at to make sure that a person knows exactly what they need to do. The biggest indicator to me is if a person just goes into sales mode. And a lot of people will treat a podcast platform as this opportunity to just sell, 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 not realizing that that is a total turnoff. In many cases, if that's what someone does when they show up, that podcast won't even get aired because the host knows my audience isn't tuning in for an infomercial. And if I put this in front of them, they may leave and never come back. And therefore, you can't grow your show. So it's knocking that mindset out immediately and and helping people understand that you are a valuable asset and you have to respect what the podcaster is looking to achieve just as much as they need to respect what you're looking to achieve and in most cases podcasters know they're they're getting a window of opportunity to speak to this guest they're going to ask them some great questions they're going to pick their brain they're going to learn exactly what their approach is and when they do that, they set themselves up to have great content to present to their audience. If the guest shows up with that expertise, has that conversation that just strikes gold, everybody has a great time. When that goes out to the audience, they can feel it. They can feel that there was synergy in the room. There was synergy between the computer screens. The host and the guest had some chemistry that led to a powerful conversation. That's content people want to listen to. That's, that's content that people will come back for because they know, okay, this show is giving me what I want. I'm entertained. I'm educated. I know when I tune in, I'm going to walk away feeling a little different. That's like any content that we consume in our lives. If we watch a great movie, you walk away going, wow, that was fantastic. I, went, I can't wait for the sequel. I, I can't wait to see what this actor does next. There's so many things that we get compelled by. But on the flip side of that, if the movie sucks... We walk away saying, well, that, that, was, that was a waste of my time. And you never want that when you're creating your own podcast. And you never want that when you're the guest. You want people to listen and feel a little different. Feel a small piece of that transformation that you can bring to their life. Because when you do that, that's when they start to de develop that trust in you. And when they trust you, the instinct will be to reach out and see what else you can provide them to bring value and transformation to their world. So having training up front before you ever go on a guest appearance is critical. And even if you've been an experienced guest before, I still like to take some time to talk about these items just to make sure we're on the same page and there might be some things that you've never tried. I don't want anybody out there flying blind. So before we get you on shows that are aligned with your objectives, it's all about having a clear understanding of what you want to achieve, but how you can also help that podcaster achieve their goals. So when you work together, everybody hits a home run. Right, right. Now, Jason, you say that you are just not another booking agency. And I know of many agencies which are, where podcast, you know, guesting, uh, they, they manage for their clients is mm -hmm. either an extension of a public relations firm or it's a purely podcast agency itself. They keep on managing a lot of people, a lot of uh, guests and brands and whoever they have as clients. Mm -hmm. What is it 
if you ask, uh, look at it from a guess point of view, it's a, say, a, a small business or a small entrepreneur, a coach who is looking to understand the nitty gritties in a very nice manner. How would you tell that he or she decides what is better for him? A big podcast agency, a big public relations company, which has, which also manages, you know, podcast guesting for their guests mm. or a sort of a boutique firm or an individual who knows about these things as like the back of their hand. How would you differentiate what you offer in terms of an advantage to guests who are looking to make the maximum out of this, you know, the best marketing tool that is available at the moment? I think a lot of it comes down to budget, of course. I mean, you could invest thousands and thousands of dollars into some huge big company, and that's fine if, you, if you're in that arena. There are a number of great agencies out there that do a phenomenal job. I've worked with many of them with my podcast, and they've referred guests, and things have gone splendidly. It's been phenomenal. One of the big things I think is different on my end, it, it, there's a couple things that I think. Obviously, the training is a lot more intensive than I've seen anywhere else. And another big thing that I'll hang my hat on is I'm not ever going to tell you that I'm getting you booked on top-ranked podcasts and then not doing it. We're going to find the right podcasts. If one of them is top ranked, so be it. But we are trying to find the podcasts that obviously have some consistency. We're not going to just throw out some, throw you on some random shows that spit out an episode every few months. We want to make sure that they are showing up for their audience and they have a good presence in how they promote their shows because that's how they're going to promote you. So we want to make sure that we're, we're handling that end. But it's not just about any podcast that will have you on as a guest. My approach is much more thorough in that respect in that I would like to have conversations with podcast hosts before I ever refer anybody to them and find out exactly what they want to achieve. And by doing that, I'm not wasting anyone's time because AJ, as a podcaster, you've probably experienced this. You get a lot of recommendations thrown your way. This person would be a great guest for your show. You should bring them on. But it's not necessarily tailored to what you are looking for and you can look through that presentation and if it's well presented you may feel okay th this is a good person to bring on my show but i'd much rather have that conversation with you aj and say listen tell me what you're looking for that way anybody in my client roster that fits the bill of this podcast i'm going to send them your way and then you can feel as if you know you can feel them out if, as well but because I have an understanding of what your show is all about, it makes it much easier to refer the right people to you. Therefore, it's the right person for my client as well. So it's a little bit deeper. And it's not about, oh, the top-ranked podcasts in the world. I feel that anybody that's getting started needs to build some experience, needs to learn a little bit more and get their feet wet before they try to go on the Joe Rogan experience or the Amy Porterfield show or any of these big podcasts that everybody aspires to get to, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's good to get some experience on your belt. So when you get on the big show, you go on the big stage and hit a grand slam versus striking out. So there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of value in the smaller audiences and the smaller shows and having just that, that innate, powerful conversation with that podcast host because again we're looking to create opportunity it's not just about the interview it's about the networking and the relationship building that's taking place before during and after that podcast interview when you know how to maximize those items you can go into each interview with an agenda but you're always rooted in value and you know what you want to accomplish and you know how to do it so the training piece is huge Finding the right shows and making sure everybody aligns is huge. Big thing that I am focusing on going into the new year is asset creation. I feel that these interviews need to be more publicized, not just to help promote podcasters. Now, again, that, that to me, that's that's an unwritten courtesy. You should be able to, you should be willing, if you make a guest appearance, to share that content with your audience. But there are ways that you can go even further with it. You just have to ask the right questions. And creating assets 
that will position you as a thought leader, it maximizes that R, it maximizes the ROI even more. Because this is content where you are on stage telling your story, extolling the virtues of what you do, why you do it, and how it's going to bring somebody transformation. Your audience needs to hear as much of that as they possibly can. So additional asset creation is something that I feel is going to be a huge part of what I do. And it's going to be one of the main reasons that I stand out. Right, Jason. In fact, when you talked about, you know, sharing of, of a particular interview by guests, I'll tell you is that uh, my experience has been that uh, when guests come through podcast agencies, uh, several of them, in fact, I would say, the maximum number of them, uh, somehow I don't know what their training has been, but they are either not trained for this or they are not attuned to this or maybe their mindset is that they are paying a piece to the agency, then they don't need to share. I'm being very open about this. Mm -hmm. Even individual podcast guests who approach they have now started warming to the idea of sharing uh, podcast episodes, video episodes, audio episodes. Mm -hmm. But by and large, independent guests tend to do that. And nowadays, in the last few months, I have seen it happening more. Perhaps they have understood this better. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons I always try to see whether the guest who is actually coming on to the show from an agency side is bringing so much of name or value in itself that even if they don't share, it, it can be okay. But I guess this limits my choice as the agency's and as well as the agency's choice uh, in terms of if podcast hosts start looking at it exactly if it is only their audience which is getting... Uh, getting engaged and not the other side. You already see, Jason, there is a pod fade, which is of 85 to 90% at this point in time. Mm -hmm. And very soon, if this continues, that it can be a problem. So I want to uh, understand or want you, what would you say to such training of guests that they should be made aware about what exactly, uh, it's, even if it is not about their, uh, uh, about, uh, Cursey, then in, even in terms of benefit and profiting out of, you know, sharing of that particular episode, that is where they have spent so much of time and energy to create that particular step. I want your thoughts on this particular thing. It's a big epidemic. And I'll tell you, that, you know, a, a prime example of this, I actually just posted a clip yesterday as we sit and record today of a little rant that I went on in one of my recent episodes about the fact that podcast guests, not all, but some, ignore completely that the new episode that they were on was live. And I get that they might be on multiple shows, and that's completely fine. And I'm not saying they have to drop everything and post it on every single network. But that content was built to showcase their expertise. You should be sharing it in some way, shape, or form to let your audience know it's there. Even if it's as simple as putting it on your website, if you have a page that is dedicated to all of your guest appearances, which I highly recommend, you can set this up super quick and then embed a Spotify player so it has a uniform look. It is incredibly simple to do. But I posted this rant, and I had the first comment that I got on TikTok. Well, I guess your expectation is that the guest needs to do the promotion for you. It's your show. You need to market. Completely missed the point of what I was saying. That wasn't my expectation at all. Of course, it is the podcaster's responsibility to market their content. And I know damn well that every podcaster is going to do that. They're not just going to throw episodes out there and do nothing with it. But from the guest side, it's not that you're just helping that podcaster promote their show as a thank you for having you as a guest. It's that content that further solidifies you as a resource in your space. That's where the miss is at, in my opinion. When you show up with your expertise and you give a great interview, and I don't think there's a podcast in the world that hasn't experienced this. You think this went so well, and I can't wait when the, to, this content goes live because 
We're going to have all of these, all of this information out there and they're going to share it with their audience. I'll share it with mine. And it's radio silence from the other side. They do nothing. It happens to us all. And you can't hold a gun to somebody's head either. But my point is, if you are utilizing podcast guesting as a legitimate strategy in your brand building initiatives, and you are taking the time to go on podcasts and lend your expertise and tell your story, you need to put that in front of your audience as well. It's great that you're impacting that new audience, and that's one of the big benefits of podcast guesting. Each and every time you go on a new show, you get to impact a new audience. And in that audience is going to be potential leads and then customers, brand advocates right on down the list. But you also have this built audience of your own that can benefit from hearing over and over how much you know about this subject. Right. And that's going to continue to solidify in their mind. I have invested in the right person or the right brand. That's my point with it. And again, at the, when, when you do that, again, it's all about that synergy. It's all about working together. It's that collaboration that the podcasting world offers. But that's a big miss. If you're, if you're not taking time to do that and let your audience know that here's another piece of content out there saying that I, I know what I'm talking about and I can help you solve your problems, you're, you, you really cost yourself opportunities. And that's a big part. Like I said, anybody that works with me will never experience that because I will make sure that this content is shared properly. Right, right, Jason. So that brings me to another point is, uh, firstly, we talked about sharing of episodes and where they are actually having that big miss. And the other part is that from the initial stages itself, whether the guest is coming through a podcast agency or an individual guest or through any of the match, you know, uh, podcast matching uh, places or marketplaces, wherever they are coming in. Mm -hmm. What is it? What are the mistakes that they are making in terms of pitching as podcast guest presentations and even their outreach strategies? And you tell some of them suck. Can you <laughs> specify that? Tell that in, in a manner so that people, you know, people don't do all the things deliberately, but they can be making the biggest mistakes for which they are working so hard. And even yeah. people who are in good positions, in good hands, and who have got their brains, but somehow they don't understand this new medium, which is such a fast-growing medium and which can be milked maximum to their advantage, not just today, but also in the coming days. And 2023 is such a huge opportunity in terms of podcast and podcast marketing. Yeah, I, I, you know, any podcaster listening to our conversation today, AJ, and I'm sure you can attest to this. I know I can. We get inundated with potential great guests for our show. And again, this is why I feel taking it a step further to know if it makes sense to say, hey, I've got somebody for you because you've taken time to build a relationship with that podcaster versus just firing off a bunch of recommendations there is there's more of a science to it on that end but i will say that a lot of the outreach strategies that people have if they're doing it themselves and sometimes from an agency standpoint and i'm not saying again there are some and, agencies and sorry, sorry sorry to interrupt you got to be much more open you are a contributing author to the best-selling podmatch guest mastery book you, can't <laughs> yes. just, you know play both sides you've got to be you've got to be a bit more open because you are helping them not oh, sure. Even, yeah, you are helping them to make the best out of podcast guesting. Yeah. It is such a wonderful tool that if made uh, made use of well, can actually be so profitable for whoever wants it to be. Yeah, I mean, that, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think most of the strategies evolve around spraying and praying, revolve around spraying and praying, I should say. So if you're just throwing your name at any random podcast, hoping that a couple of them respond so they can put you on their show, that's not targeted. So you might not end up on a show that speaks to your zone of genius and therefore your message is going to get lost. So that's a waste of time for everybody. Another reason why this, this whole spraying and praying thing is no good is the fact that when you are reaching out to any podcast. And I mean, honestly, this even goes beyond the spring and praying. If you're, if you're just putting a list of accolades in front of somebody for, and giving them, that's the reason why they need to bring you on the show. No, because again, 
your objective as a podcaster is to create great, valuable content for your audience. And just because somebody is a seven-figure earner and has three Porsches in the garage, awesome. I mean, anybody that's accomplished these things, that's fantastic. And I know that a lot of hard work went into that. But the outreach needs to tell me, the podcaster, what you, the seven-figure earner, is going to bring in regards to value to my audience. Don't just reach out cold. Actually listen to the content to see if it makes sense. This is why a lot of people do hire agencies and do bring on help to alleviate a lot of the heavy lifting that goes into the actual research process that makes this work. That's why I'm doing what I do. I just feel that adding this element of training to it helps the cause and once you have your feet wet and you can you can jump off the high dive into the deep end, you're going to swim as far as you possibly can. I'm done with the swimming analogies. I'm just trying to come up with those on the fly. Um, you can't just lean on a list of accolades. You actually need to reach out with a purpose. Why do you feel you'll be a valuable asset? What kind of amazing content can you help this podcaster create? You also have to consider the environment in which you're reaching out. AJ, you and I met through Podmatch. So their chat feature allows you to reach out. And I've received books in the reach out process, which I feel is a little bit overdone. I would rather have you start a conversation with me. Tell me why you think you'd be a valuable resource. Point me to your profile, which should be built in a way that tells me, yes, this person makes complete sense to have on my show or no, I don't think this fits what my audience is tuning in for. Makes it very simple, but you can have that interaction and you don't have to give somebody something that's as long as war and peace. In a DM situation, say you were to DM somebody on Instagram, focus on starting the conversation before giving them this message that ends up being this long on the on your screen because most people are going to tune out and not read that and it doesn't get you anywhere. In an email, you can be a little bit more detailed and provide a little bit more content. But if you're doing email, make sure that you're still keeping it concise. Point out a few key items that you learned from the research process. I just listened to episode 133 where you had Bill on. And, and when you and Bill were talking about X, Y, and Z, that was amazing content. I've actually told a couple of my clients who I talk to about this all the time to go listen to this episode. You know, if you're looking for new guests right now, I'd love to lend my expertise because in addition to X, Y, and Z, I'm also doing A, B, and C. And I feel that would fit perfectly with the content that you're creating. See what I did there? So if you take the time to actually listen and see what their show is all about, you'll know if your expertise aligns and you're not just coldly throwing your name and a list of accolades at somebody hoping they'll say yes. So there's a system and a process to doing this right. And when you understand all these ins and outs, you can eliminate all that cold pitching. Now, I will put a caveat on this. Just because you're doing things from a more researched, more professional manner does not mean that every podcast is going to say yes to you. You have to be realistic about it. It's still a numbers game, but you give yourself the opportunity to get more chances at guest appearances if you present yourself in the right way. And if you spray and pray, you may get some appearances, but they're more than likely not going to align with your objectives and therefore not serve your brand growth. Right. Right, Jason. You have covered it very well. In terms of you. podcast, podcast guesting etiquettes, is there anything you would want to tell for the uh, potential guests? How they should approach how is it different than any other medium uh, and how they can actually best make use of this? You know, that some etiquettes that if they follow, which I'm sure you have mentioned in the guest mastery book, if that they can lead to better results for them. Yes. For one, don't show up thinking that you're going to sell. You don't need to go into sales mode when you're a podcast guest. Bring value. Be ready to have a great conversation. Tell your story. Help that podcaster create exceptional content that they are going to be proud to share. 
when you do that, maybe they'll buy from you on the spot once you turn the mics off. Maybe they have people in their circle. And you're saying, you know, this is phenomenal stuff. I got to introduce you to some people. They need what you have. These are all potential opportunities that 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 present themselves because you showed up with value in mind and you weren't trying to treat it like a one-time transaction where you just sell, 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 and then you leave. This is what it's all about because you need to build relationships in order to grow your brand. And the more podcast interviews that you do from that mindset, the more opportunities you have to network on a high level and make new connections that could lead to a world of opportunities for your brand. But if you're showing up with this one faceted mindset of, okay, this is a performance piece and I've got to be on my game and it's a sales pitch and they need to know this and they're going to buy my book and buy my course. And serve, you miss out. You, you, you cost yourself huge opportunities because for one, that episode may never air, as I said before, but B, because you showed up with value, you as the you as the host, AJ, are more likely to tell your audience, go buy what Jason's selling. Go check out what he's doing. That's what you hear podcasters do as they wrap up their shows because you help them create valuable content that impacts their audience. That impactful content is needed so they can grow because it has to be recommendable. If I tuned into a podcast and it was nothing but a sales pitch, I'm not going to tell my friends to listen to that show. I'm not going to refer it to my colleagues or my clients or anybody like that. I'm going to just basically write it off like it never happened. But if it's valuable, if it's compelling, if I learned something, if it was, if I get exactly what it was advertised to be, I know I may have found a new show for myself to listen to, but maybe I found the resource. that's going to help me get that transformation that I'm looking for. Maybe I have five people in my circle who need this transformation. Got to listen to this podcast because this is what I learned and it can help you too. That's what podcasters need for content and a sales pitch will never, ever make that happen. Right, right, Jason. One of the things uh, a lot of people who suggest about podcast is that they tell entrepreneurs, coaches, and even uh, established companies and all, uh, to actually become a podcast host themselves and start their own podcast. But the new trend is about podcast guesting. That can be quite valuable. What would you like to tell them in terms of the value that podcast guesting can bring and not take all the pain of creating a podcast and get, you know, have to focus so much on just creating uh, creating that particular platform for themselves. How do you want to put that? I think it's one of the big misconceptions that in order to leverage the podcast space, you need to have your own show. And believe me, as a podcaster myself and being in this space, I love having a podcast. But I will be the first to tell you, it's a lot of work. There is a lot that goes into producing podcast content each and every week. And to some degree maybe some of us take it a little bit further than others, but it can completely derail you before you ever get out of the gates because some people come in. Like I've all, I've said this, if I could bottle the energy and the excitement that somebody has when they decide to start a podcast, I would sell that to the world and AJ, you and I can retire because I'll cut you in too. <laughs> but that excitement falls away so fast. Once the work is that's involved get started because for whatever reason, if you were sold a bill of goods on the front end, it's like, Oh yeah, podcasting is easy. You're going to find out quick that it's not because it takes time to get good at this. It takes time to develop your skill set. It takes time to get a, a ample amount of content out there for people to really sink their teeth into. Even if you have an established audience in other elements of your world does not mean they will all listen to your podcast because maybe they're not a podcast listener. There are some people that just don't dig this medium, but there are millions that do. That's who we're focusing on. But the, the point is, if you are trying to 
come into this fresh. You're, you've never done anything with podcasting. Again, first thought you may have, I have to start a podcast. And I'm here to tell you, no, you don't. It makes much more sense. And I've talked to a number of people that have said the same thing. I would be a podcast guest first before I start my own show. The reason for that is because you get to experience podcasting from the other side. You learn more about how this whole process works. You may discover that just being a guest is enough for your brand building initiatives that you never even have to worry about having your own show. I know plenty of people that just show up as a valuable guest and that's how they build their credibility and build their brand. As you progress down the road, you may discover, you know what, this is a lot of fun. I think it's time for me to start a podcast. Now you've got experience under your belt. You've built a network. So you have some people to reach out to for guests to have on your show. And you didn't spend a bunch of money investing in equipment that you use five or six times before your show fades away, which is unfortunately what happens with a lot of people. So it makes much more sense to start on the guest end because you get a real feel for what podcasting is all about. You get to build your brand at the same time. And then you may discover down the road because you've fallen in love with this platform, much like I did eight years ago, having a podcast is the way to go. I'm going to start my own show. And now I have some people that I can talk to. I don't have to stress about building a list of who I'm going to bring on as guests. There's a lot of value in starting from that way first. And again, maybe you don't ever launch your own show. Who knows? But I will say with confidence, start with the guesting side first, and you're going to approach this from a whole new perspective if you ever do decide to launch a show down the road. Right, right, Jason. And so going into the new year, how should brands look at podcasting uh, and podcast guesting? Should they look at it as a new space, as something very new that everybody is trying to understand? Or is it some extension or refinement or addition to the old tools that we already have? How do you look at it? How, what would you tell them so that they actually understand the value of this fantastic medium that we have in front of us? I, I still see podcasting as a fairly new arena. Now, that's not to say that you know it has it's, it's been around for nearly 20 years at this point, but there's still a lot that we can build upon. And I think what we're seeing in this space, the learning curve is definitely flattening. And what I mean by that is new podcasters that are coming into this with their own shows, maybe a few, even a few, as, as, or as little as a few years ago, they were able to make some mistakes and it was okay. They were able to put some rough content out there that didn't sound good, maybe had some weird dogs barking in the background or lawnmowers going off and we accepted it. But now, because there is so much for us to choose from, if your sound quality is low, if your content simply is not compelling and it's not grabbing people's attention, there are other choices for people to make. So they're going to go to another show and more than likely tune you out, which does not help with growth whatsoever. So I feel as if we are going to continue to see that type of evolution in the podcast space. And clearly, big companies know there are a lot of podcast listeners out there because they are investing millions of dollars in advertising. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know that it was on track to break a billion at some point soon. I can't remember the exact year, but the number of ad dollars get poured into podcasting, enormous. So we're going to continue to see things like that which is why I stress this so strongly, starting to build your presence as a guest now, is it's a great time to strike the iron because there's so many podcasters coming into the space. They need value-driven guests to help them grow. And if you can show up as that valuable resource to help them, maybe we can eliminate some of this pod fade that we have when people stop producing episodes after seven or eight attempts. Spoiler alert, you can't learn anything in seven or eight episodes. So you have to give yourself a true commitment. And that, that's the one I'll give, I'll give all aspiring podcasters that are looking to start a show two pieces of advice. If you're going into 2023 dead set, 
on starting your own podcast, make sure that your content is compelling so you can get people's attention out of the gates. Make sure that you're bringing on the right guests so the content is going to be a win-win for both sides. That's 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 two pieces of advice wrapped into one. Number two, I've been saying this for a while, do not look at your stats for six months at a minimum. I would say go a year, and I'll tack that on as well. Commit at least a year to your podcast. Get past seven or eight episodes, but don't look at the stats because those numbers can really throw you off. Now, can they help you? Absolutely they can, but you have to look at them at the right time. And if you're looking at your download metrics after your third episode, wondering why no one's listening, you may get discouraged and then stop producing content before you ever had a chance to make a real breakthrough. So you have to be thinking on that level. You have to be thinking on this level of these numbers are going to fall into place as I get better at what I'm doing. As I get better at my craft and I keep having better conversations and creating more kick-ass content for my audience to consume, my numbers are going to grow because of it. So if you don't get fixated on metrics out of the gate, you're going to put yourself in a much bigger position to win. And then from the guest side, this is a great time, as I said before, because so many podcasts need your expertise. They need someone to come on and help them create this engaging content that's going to help them grow. And the more they grow, the more opportunities you have to grow because your message is being heard by new people each and every day. This is a phenomenal time to get into the podcasting space, and I can't wait to see what happens in 2023. Right. And those people who want to learn from you and who want to also earn better through you uh, by taking your advice, by engaging with you, how do they connect with you? How do they do that? Join me at authorityenhancer.com. And there you're going to learn a little bit more about my program and how we're going to help take your brand from unknown to undeniable. From unknown to undeniable. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much, Jason, for your time. AJ, thank you. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate the opportunity to get to chat with you today.